it's an escape. But it seems like, you know, like at least the competitive part, it seems like, isn't that like another layer of stress? I mean, like, isn't that like the opposite of an escape? And constantly doubt, you know, everything they say and doubt your own beliefs to, to really learn. And I, yeah, I find that so interesting. It feels like you're analyzing like your own like psychology because you're looking at like confirmation biases and like recency biases and stuff. So I think that's really fun to kind of analyze like how I think and correct myself and uh, kind of expect that it's like, oh, you go to the school, so you should love it and you should try and make it your identity. But I really just can't conform to that because it's not me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Camden Podcasting Club. And today on this episode, I have a guest that I personally feel needs no introduction. I mean, this man is everywhere. He's doing everything. And he's the perfect example of how you can reach a perfect zen in life. And just like not care at all, it seems like. So without further ado, I have my friend Edward Rockwell on the show. My first question for you, Edward, is... How would you describe yourself? You know, how do you think people see you? I can be impatient and stuff like that at times, and I can seem like a little cold to some people, I guess. But I think overall, I'm, I try to be as honest as possible. I can be sarcastic sometimes, but I try and stay honest. And I'd like to consider myself to be like pretty down to earth. Like I'm pretty like uh, grounded. I don't really. Uh, uh, act differently around different people i'm just kind of like a, a constant person yeah where do you think that honesty comes from because i guarantee you like 99 percent of people in high school they don't have that i mean they're just always trying to be something else and where do you think that that authenticity comes from uh it actually stems from that i think i just don't like the idea of having to maintain different masks because i've seen like other people do it and it just doesn't appeal to me and it's tiring and I don't think it serves my personality well to have uh, – it's it's frankly exhausting because I'm, I'm an introverted person by nature, I think. So I don't think I'd even be suited <laughs> to have all those different like yeah. personalities to maintain. So I really keep it limited with how much my personality deviates from uh, conversation to conversation. I'm usually either serious or I'm joking around. I don't really have any like different personalities in terms of like extremes and like uh, – radical behavior changes on the same person no matter when you talk to me were you always like this like through like middle school and high school or was it something that you had to learn or um probably not through middle school probably through high school yeah in middle school it was just kind of like that was pretty awkward i wasn't really a, a social uh person in any sense so in high school i kind of developed it i kind of i experimented with like trying to like oh with these people i should act this way but i found that tiring and it doesn't work in terms of like befriending people and creating lasting bonds and good relationships so i've kind of just like uh become like a minimalist in terms of social interactions i've just kind of like keep it like completely me i don't really uh filter it in any sense i just kind of keep 100 percent. yeah and like i find it so interesting because like i remember like early in my high school experience like there was one class like i would pretend to be all super serious and then the other class i would just try so hard to um you know get people to like me i would interact so heavily i would i would put myself out there and you're right it's just so utterly exhausting and i don't think i i don't think i had a single friend 
I remember from any of those classes. I, I think people can see through it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, you're absolutely right. It's so so. What's your what's your life philosophy? I mean, just you know, tying all that together. It sort of revolves around that. It's just kind of like I stick to what my personal beliefs are. I don't really go outside of that very often unless like i'm a flexible person i'll work around some of like my personal beliefs and like my moral codes which are like like it's easier to like (laughs) for you to ask what i think about something to me to answer it than to explain how i think because i think differently on a lot of different things okay but i i mainly try and uh just stick to what my personal beliefs are and uh if someone else doesn't go by those or doesn't respect that i really don't care because it's I just do me pretty much. That's like my personal philosophy. I don't really care how other people live their lives so long as it doesn't affect how I live mine. Yeah, and one thing I'm curious as to your personal beliefs, like what what do you think is your purpose in life? What what do you see your end game being, you know, you're doing your entire life? I don't know. I just like doing stuff that keeps me busy because I'm easily bored. Like I said, I'm kind of impatient, so like I don't like waiting for stuff very often, so I like getting stuff done being uh proactive like always like doing something at least like with my mind it doesn't have to be physical and it, i honestly prefer it not be physical i like to just think a lot and uh always be my mind's always racing pretty much it's it's not exhausting i actually kind of enjoy it but yeah i, I would like to do something where i'm always thinking whether that be i'm interested in like uh finance and statistics that's like my major like uh, that's the field i'm interested in because i think it's like pretty good for me and my skill set and i wouldn't be opposed to doing stuff with science because i love the sciences too and i'm not opposed to taking science classes i just i'm just open to anything that i find fun pretty much and it keeps me busy so would you say that just like you know intellectual pursuits and just staying busy is what motivates you or is there anything else yeah pretty much that's about it (laughs) that's like uh my driving factor i don't have any like extreme goal like oh be president uh get into this school i'll just i just roll with the blows and then do whatever uh i find to be fun in the moment and whatever uh keeps my mind busy pretty much so yeah yeah um and i get that and one thing i'm wondering is how how do you always stay so calm and so chill like i don't think i've ever seen you like really like worked up uh i usually just think through situations and i'm i'm a pretty like uh I don't know how I would describe it in words, but I'm pretty nonchalant when it comes to most things like that are out of my control. And that's something I've also developed throughout high school where things that are out of my control, I come to accept that they're out of my control pretty easily. And I just kind of chill out and relax. Other people might panic. It's I think that's the natural response to it. And you have to train yourself to not panic when things are out of your control. Like, oh, I, I think I did really bad on that test. It's like with me, I'm just kind of relaxed like directly afterwards i'm probably a little nervous but like i just relax i'm like it's already done it's out of my control there's nothing more i can do so i pretty much just do my best on everything and then i uh just let everything uh go how it goes uh and if i can't control it then i can't control it, and that's that dude you say that you don't have a life philosophy but you literally just describe like the the roman philosophy of like stoicism like focusing on what you can control and like um uh, yeah. you know not focusing on what you can't control yeah i guess so so one question i have is you know what's your outlook on high school i mean do you think it's a it's a good thing or do you dislike high school or um i think there's uh pros and cons of high school i'm not the sort of person like uh 
I'm not the sort of school spirit type of person because I'm fairly individualistic and I don't really like the whole like assimilating into like a larger group, especially when I don't feel like that group is indicative of my identity and like no offense to Camden, but that should third like the entire like collective isn't me completely. So yeah. I mean it, it's okay for what it is. I like class I like a lot of the classes, a lot of my teachers, I like my friends and all that, but High school's high school. Uh, I'm pretty bound to like rules and stuff like that. There's only so much I can do. So I'm I really don't see, like people say high school's like the best years of your life. I I don't buy that. I think the best years of my life will be like when I'm focused on doing something and I have a goal and I'm working and I'm actually making progress and I'm living for myself instead of living for a grade book and yeah. uh, living for other people because frankly that's what high school is you're living through uh, teachers and friend groups and stuff like that and i think getting to the real world or even college is it's a little easier to just be more individualistic do you ever feel like uh, a, a pressure to like fit in and like assimilate like you were saying earlier like um into the school spirit like do you think that school spirit is something where like uh you know people try to fit into like the sort of like tribe and like i know that's what it feels like for me like um a lot of times it feels like uh um you know, what school spirit, you know, should be is like, um, you know, you're just enjoying your life, but it ends up being, um, I don't know, like, uh, this tribe mentality. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's the school spirit. Sometimes it feels a little like forced, even like, uh, I know people love the football games, like they're fun and all, but I'm not like super into it because I frankly don't care who wins because it doesn't really affect me too much. Cause I don't, have that much uh school spirit and pride in our identity as camden so yeah there's that and it's uh there is a bit of a pressure to because you're always hearing about it you're always and the teachers kind of like get irritated or depending on your teacher they get irritated if you don't really care about the school identity and it's kind of expected it's like oh you go to the school so you should love it and you should try and make it your identity but i really just can't conform to that because it's not me and it's uh it really doesn't interest me at all to be completely honest and it's uh it's just not me yeah yeah so what does interest you what what pursuits do you enjoy i just like learning about stuff and expanding my horizons trying out new things not like rock climbing and stuff but like learning new stuff and like just like Honestly, I really like testing what I believe and like questioning myself almost like uh, I played like I, I don't play, but I do fantasy football. And that's really fun because I actually analyze like sometimes it's, it feels like you're analyzing like your own like psychology because you're looking at like confirmation biases and like recency biases and stuff. So I think that's really fun to kind of analyze like how I think and correct myself. And then I also just like learning new stuff and trying out new stuff like new music, like I really like, uh, before I used to be like a classic rock guy in middle school, but I've kind of expanded. And now I love like Stevie Wonder and like Prince and these people that you wouldn't expect a high schooler to be super into. I'm just like enamored by and I love their music. I love funk, soul, R&B. As much as it's not like mainstream, like it's more like uh, hip hop now with only like a few people diving into R&B. But yeah, I just love learning stuff and i love youtube too because there's so much content on it. it it's awesome you just get to look up whatever and you have like a, an arsenal of like thousands of videos waiting for you yeah and like i i personally i love that idea of just like you know learning things and like doubting your beliefs like you know i'll just you know 
dive in the in the library and I'll, I'll read about economics because you know there's there's so many different economic thoughts like you know there's you know supply side economics there's um there's uh, uh you know demand sided economics and then there's like people like Milton Friedman all these guys and they they have their own biases in their writing and you have to constantly doubt you know everything they say and doubt your own beliefs to to really learn and I, yeah, I find that so interesting yeah and especially YouTube too I feel like there's so much when you're learning on there like you know um there is there is a lot of bias too but there's also there's so much to be learning what do you like specifically like uh like on youtube like what do you uh pay attention on to on youtube yeah. uh i look at a lot of stuff i'm just i'm always looking i like uh i like watching political commentary a lot actually yeah. because i think it's i watch both sides too i don't just watch one side i limit who i watch like i cut out certain people like uh Steven Crowder, who I think he's a little... Yeah, you can name names. Yeah, he's a little bit... Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. He's incendiary. I I try and keep it, like, uh, tame. But I like looking at political stuff. I like, uh, of course, football stuff, because I like watching football, and I like the statistics and everything involved in that. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll watch videos on, like, shows that I watch or, like, uh, books that I read. There's, There's just so much out there. There's theory videos. There's analysis. There's... There's literally anything. I'll watch uh, music reviews. I watch Anthony Fantano a lot because I think he has some interesting... He's amazing, yeah. Yeah, great. There's just so much stuff out there. I, I try and, like... I really... I don't even subscribe to many channels. I just kind of, like, look around. I'm always uh, looking on, like, my uh, my homepage because I have, like, all the uh, explore things and, like, the uh, recommended videos. And I just find, like, this random stuff in my uh, feed sometimes that's so interesting to just watch and and learn pretty much. Yeah, and I think that's so cool. Um, one thing I'm interested in is, um, you know, in, on the political side, um, one thing, one uh, common thing I've heard is that uh, there's this idea that you know you should take ownership of everything in your life, and that's just a, a political idea, but it's also you know a, a general philosophy idea that um, you should take ownership of everything in your life, and so when people talk about like you know handouts or stuff like that that's uh something that goes against that but then there's also the idea that everything in your life is um you know based on what you've gotten from others like you know your 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 privileges and all that whatever so i'm curious like where you fall on that idea do you believe that uh everything that a person does is um you know based on you know their hard work and their actions or do you think that you know everything is a result of you know their environment i guess uh, I do tend to agree that every person derives their uh, material value and even their personal value from their own hard work and actions, but I think there's certain things that are unavoidable, like disease. I'm a pretty big uh, supporter of healthcare being more accessible to people with pre-existing conditions. That's like a pretty big issue for me yeah. because my sister has diabetes, and it's just kind of like been a shock over like the course of my high school career i used to not really care about healthcare at all i thought it was kind of like a side issue for me but it's kind of grown into an issue where it's like if it weren't for certain policies like people like my sister wouldn't be able to get healthcare. so it's like it, it comes to a point where it's like i don't really although the owners of these insurance companies and all these companies have worked for what they have i think there's an extent to which if they're american companies they need to embrace that they are american and that there's other americans that need help and to help out other Americans and to maintain a stronger American identity. Although I don't, I know it's hypocritical that I don't like 
the high school identity thing, I consider myself to be American, and I think Americans have a vested interest in having healthy, safe Americans and living in a safe society because that just helps everyone. It doesn't just help the uh, people getting, uh, say, like uh, welfare or money or uh, health care. It's, it's helping everybody because those people are going to go into the workforce and ultimately serve a, uh, serve a purpose in the economy most likely. Uh, I'm just curious, is it if you feel like sharing a type one or type two? Uh, type one, yeah. So yeah, that's the genetic kind. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you can't avoid it. It's just there. It, it's and people often forget that it's like people are if you're and it, I understand completely where people come from when they say, yeah, like I shouldn't have to pay for other people's health care, but it gets to a point where it insurance companies. I think it's just it's kind of expected and it's really a moral issue, which I don't argue often, but it's a moral issue where people are born with issues and they can't control that. And they're at a disadvantage like already and having them not be able to have access to healthcare for a, for an affordable cost is just terrible. And it's, I think it's personally, I think it's scummy and it needs to be regulated. Yeah. It, so, yeah. It is pretty scummy. And one thing that I think you said that, uh, is controversial for a lot of people is that you think that, you know, America is a good country. You're proud to be an American. You know, personally me, I'm proud to be American, but what do you, I mean, there's a lot of on the news about like how, like, you know, America has become like, you know, this bad country and all this and stuff. So how do you fall on that? Like, you know, I'm curious. Um, I, I obviously see the criticisms. Like I'm the, I'll be the first person to criticize the American government and some of the stuff that they do. But even if the government doesn't act in my interests all the time or isn't always behaving the smartest I, I think it's safest to just unite under the identity because i think the identity is impervious to politics or at least the people that are actually american and care about other americans they're impervious to politics they'll side with anybody on either side and it's just uh i don't think that uh the american government doing bad stuff makes the american people bad i think that's a common misconception that people from foreign countries make where it's like oh you're american and since your government is for example they're not very lenient on uh global warming and climate change control like you're a bad country but it's like that's not true because the american people aren't the same as the american government it's completely different so yeah, that's that's my take on it. I don't think that a government's indicative of a bad group of people. Yeah, and I agree with that. And you know, switching topics a little bit, um, how do you feel about like internet culture? Because I know you're a person who's you know you're, you've got your heart your heartbeat on um, internet culture. Like you, you keep ahead of it. Yeah, I, I love the internet because I think it, it's just kind of like it's one of the last unregulated areas, or it's becoming a little regulated, but. It's one of the last, like, unregulated areas on the planet where pretty much anything goes. And it's just kind of awesome to see all the stuff. Like, even if I don't agree with it, and a lot of it is just, like, nonsense, like, conspiracy theories and stuff. Like, I don't really care because I just think it's awesome that all these ideas are just accessible. And there's, it's funny. There's funny people. The comedy is actually good. Like, I don't really watch comedians because, like, besides, like, Dave Chappelle because he's actually funny. But He's hilarious. Like. Yeah, there's only, like, a handful of comedians that are actually funny. Most of the people I find funny are, like, from the internet. Like, I know he's controversial, but I think Sam Hyde's funny because he kind of portrays, like, this alt-right sort of uh, identity. But, yeah. like, 
I'm pretty sure he's not actually alt right. Like he's just kind of like incendiary. He's not. He's incendiary like Steven Crowder, but like he's actually funny and he doesn't mean any harm. I don't think in his jokes, but yeah, I just love the internet. There's so much there, and I already talked about it with YouTube. There's so much information, and then there's entertainment. And it makes so much stuff like accessible, like uh, having communities with people from far away and talking with like people like. Like, back in, like, the uh, 20th century, like, you would have, like, people on the TV, like, uh, news anchors were, uh, were, like, Walter Cronkite. Like, I couldn't talk to Walter Cronkite, or Cronkite back in, like, uh, whenever he was uh, airing. But, like, now on, like, YouTube, I can, like, talk and, like, converse and be part of a community with, like, the content creator and the watchers. It's just, it's really awesome to, like, have that sort of connection. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you find, uh, you mention, um, david chappelle uh, have you seen his new special his, uh... i've seen clips of it i haven't watched it uh full i haven't sat through it but it, i assume it's really funny I yeah just, i think he's so funny the interesting thing is it got a zero percent on rotten rotten tomatoes from critics like critics absolutely hated it but the audience review got like over like 90 percent on it so critics hated it but the actual viewers loved it because it was, i guess it was so offensive and that's part yeah. of comedy, I guess. I don't know. I think that's what, why I like him so much because he just, it's kind of like he got like teleported from 2005 where like it was a lot more lenient with comedy and now he's just like here in 2019 and he's just, he doesn't hold anything back and it's awesome. He, he just says what's on his mind and he, he has these really crazy jokes and it's just, it's refreshing pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you There's think no uh, like, like uh, comedy is dying in that sense that um, it's being too, um, you know, regulated or tight mouth. Yeah, I, th I think it's boring. Like, I don't really watch late night television because I don't think it's funny at all. Like, it's just because that's usually like the pinnacle of comedy. It's like these late night hosts are like comedians and are having people on and it's supposed to be funny and fun. But like, to be honest, a lot of it is very politically charged. And like, I I'll watch some like Jimmy Kimmel skits and stuff like that. And it, it can still be funny, but like, it's just not the same as what i would like it to be it's not the sort of humor that i'm interested in that's like kind of pushing the limits and that's actually like funny to hear because you don't hear it with the late night shows it's kind of like it doesn't feel unique at all it just feels like i could get this anywhere i can get this on like any station and like fairly easily it doesn't feel like finite like there's only one dave Chappelle, so yeah, yeah there is only one and i'm curious is is there anything that you hate about internet culture like anything you dislike uh it's kind of uh bred a lot of like toxic communities and it's like bred a lot of like garbage people to like come together and be like it's kind of like an echo chamber for certain people like uh like incels and like a lot of like toxic people and like a lot of like sexually explicit stuff is on the internet which i'm like i mean like you do you but like i'm not too into that there's like a lot of like uh and when i say sexually explicit i don't mean like porn and stuff like that's like fine but like i mean like really like questionable stuff like pedophilia and like that sort of stuff that's like kind of like actually becoming like the norm on twitter and stuff it's like yeah yeah not a fan of that yeah it's interesting that you mentioned incels because i think that's a really interesting topic you know i i personally know a lot about it but i was wondering if you could give like a brief explanation i see what there are for all the listeners well they kind of like they have social issues well according to themselves they're incapable of finding someone that's uh that will love them and that will uh have sex with them pretty much that's like their main issue because they're either ugly or they're not 
socially acceptable so they kind of congregate together on forums online and they have really like some of them are are fine because well most of most of the ones that are fine are silent and you don't see them but most of the vocal ones where you find them on like i know that their subreddit got quarantined brain cells that got quarantined yeah because uh, it's there's really garbage hateful stuff on there where like incels they they're pro like subjugation of women and like being completely derogatory to women and treating them like second-class citizens it's just really disgusting and they're they're usually t- they're very violent because they're frustrated uh with like their position in life and it's just a very like hateful group and they're kind of restricted to their own milieu and it's not good at all yeah i mean it, it's it's terrible and i know actually know some friends who like you know even as teenagers they've been you know tempted by the ideology and you know when you're lonely i mean it, I can definitely see the appeal there. It's just like an easy explanation for all your problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, one more question I have is, you know, about Discord. Now you're really involved in Discord. You know, what can you tell me about it? You know? I just like Discord because it's easy for me. I don't really like going out too much, which I know is like weird and I sound like a recluse, but like I just kind of like relaxing in my own home and like I'm typically introverted and I'm not like trying to do stuff most of the time but like on discord i can kind of just like chill out and like join a call and have like five friends there to just talk to and play games with and it's so easy and we have text channels and there's just so much like ability to bond with people and just like be there even when you're not there it's it's phenomenal and there's like uh there's so many connections you can make and there's like discords for like fan bases i know i'm not involved in many of them but like i can structure discord for like a club because i have a club now and we have a discord and it's going pretty well it's just awesome to have like be able to connect with people so easily it's the click of a button pretty much literally send out an invite click a button and you're in it's really awesome and do you think you've made a lot of friends through it yeah uh i haven't made a lot i guess i have i have made a lot of friends i've strengthened a lot of friendships through it but like last year uh on discord i made like a bunch of friends with seniors that i barely even knew because we just joined a serve and we started talking and now they're like pretty close for i consider them to be pretty close friends so yeah it's it's really great to be able to like find people that like i like i knew most of them like i knew who they were but like i didn't know them i didn't know them personally and on discord it's like you can stay up late at night it's easy you don't have to drive around you're just sitting there and you can talk for hours on end and it's it's so easy to just bond with people and have a great time and like strengthen your relationships and make and even meet some new friends it's great do you ever feel like you're you're maybe like missing out by you know not going you know obviously not going outside you know i hate to to bash it i mean i go out like sometimes like probably like uh a few times a month but it's like i don't think i'm missing out on much because i like i'll go to football games sometimes but like no you're not I missing out you're not missing out on football games man you're, yeah, you're not missing like, anything I, I, I really don't i don't know i don't find it because i've tried like i used to go out a lot in like middle school uh but it's really not for me because it's kind of exhausting on my weekends like during the week i'm kind of just like plugged in and i'm just uh working uh learning and then taking naps pretty much so on the weekend i'm just kind of like checked out i just want to play games and work on homework and stuff like that and talk with my friends like a little bit but like i don't really like and the the other thing is i don't really like dedicating like a lot of time to like going out and like planning stuff i guess that's just me but like 
I know it's probably a little a bit of an unhealthy habit, but yeah, like I'll go out every now and then, but it's like not a priority for me. Like, oh, I need to go out this weekend. It's like, I'm fine just staying inside and watching videos and playing some games and doing my homework. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think, I think that's, I mean, that's basically what I do. And honestly, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good life. <laughs> I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it. And, um, one more thing is, do you think that, um, internet culture like ever like encourages like mental illness and like depression? I know this is a bit of a topic switch, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, it doesn't encourage the actual like illnesses themselves, but it makes them more acceptable to like feign the, uh, attributes like uh depression and stuff like that like people will just like i feel like the fact that it's so heavily advertised people will it's like a placebo effect almost where like sure people will think that their lives are like uh like representative of someone with like a mental illness and then they'll start to think that they have these symptoms and they'll develop them just through like thinking that they have them like not the same as someone who actually has the mental illness but it'll be like they'll think that they have like depression and it's not good. It's not good to think that way. And I don't really, I don't respect people that go online and brag about their mental illness. It's not bragging, but it's kind of just like, Oh, here's my mental illness. And they're putting it on like a, uh, on blast or not on blast, but they're just like showing it off almost to everyone. Like they're just, uh, I feel like you have to be, it has to be more informative. If you're just going to say like, Oh, I have depression and it sucks. It's like, you're not, doing anything you're just kind of like saying you have it you're not doing anything constructive i think it's kind of uh it's pretty bad to go out and just say you have something and wallow in self-pity over it as opposed to like seeing someone over it if you actually have a mental illness yeah and i'm not even sure if that's limited to online because i feel like you see that a lot in high school as well yeah definitely it's like oh i'm I'm stressed all the time i'm this and this it's like i mean you were you were told about all this stuff in advance a lot of the time it's like you're creating your own stress sometimes yeah a lot of it is with ap classes you'll have frankly annoying people that complain and act like it's such a bother but it's like you signed up for the class you should enjoy the content at least if you're taking it in my opinion i don't think it's worth taking an ap class if you're not semi interested in the in the uh, topic at hand i can understand the work getting annoying but acting like depressed and like wallowing in it doesn't help at all it's pretty self-defeating and nebulous to think that way yeah and one more massive topic switch so gaming right yeah. so what do you like about gaming it's fun and it's easy i just uh click a few buttons and i'm playing a game and i'm doing whatever like you know overwatch i'm just like zipping around and shooting people and healing people it's just kind of like it's like it's it's an escape but like it's not as if i need an escape it's just like fun to have that there to like be able to like it's sort of like a sport except like it's not a sport at all and i'm just like doing it from the comfort of my own bedroom and i'm just kind of like doing these random tasks that are somehow fun and they're also competitive a lot of the games i play are competitive so i i kind of like the winning aspect and like uh getting better and like constantly improving even though it's like albeit a useless skill like i still like improving and getting better at the game because it's just kind of like proving to myself that i can get better so yeah i think that's like the appeal for me yeah i mean it's interesting that you say that almost everybody i talk to about gaming they say you know it's an escape but it seems like you know like at least the competitive part it seems like isn't that like another layer of stress i mean like isn't that like the opposite of an escape and i mean it, it sucks when you lose but like i think it's fun i just like no i agree that like it's I, fun like I, yeah. like I said it's like uh i like being like constantly like 
stimulated like through like thinking about stuff and like competitive games are just like with a game like i like games like stardew valley because they're kind of relaxing amazing but like yeah it's fun uh but it's not like i'm working towards anything i'm just kind of like doing stuff for like my own like uh intrinsic like value but like with like a competitive game it's more like tangible it's like oh i want to achieve this rank and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna like get better at the game and it's gonna be fun getting there because i'm gonna like improve and i kind of find the improvement to be fun because you're like learning and you're like it's like training almost but it's not actually training you're training by like having fun it's it's like i don't find it to be super stressful because i don't really care about it when i'm when i turn the game off it's kind of over unless i was on like a really like crappy losing streak and i have to turn it off just because i don't want to lose any more rank that's when i'll be like annoyed about it but like that doesn't happen super often so i i kind of uh i take it every now and then but yeah yeah so like what's your history with it like have you always been you know uh a gamer or like has is it new for you or like uh i've been playing games for a long time since i was like probably like four like three or four like i know it's not like actually playing games when you're like three or four but like i would like uh my first system was the Xbox, like the original Xbox. And I would play like uh, one game that I love. It's phenomenal. Is SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom? That's what that was like my childhood. I love that game. There are a bunch of games like that. And then it it was it was that and Wii for years. And then in fourth fifth grade, I got into Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, and I started playing those a lot. And that kind of got me into like the online scene of video games when i used to be like more of a single player dude so it, it really exposed me through like having and like playing with all my friends on world of warcraft and call of duty like that kind of like catapulted me into playing games like league of legends which is one i play a lot now and then overwatch when it came out in uh i don't even remember when it came out but i think i was in eighth grade it was it, it's great i've been playing games my entire life pretty much so yeah it's like it's a pretty big part of my life i guess do you think that there's like a certain culture surrounding gaming? Um, yeah, but there's like different cultures. Like some people are more like annoying about video <laughs> games. To be honest, like the the um, no offense to like if you're like a hardcore gamer, but like it's kind of annoying when people like label themselves. It's like oh, I'm hardcore. Like I'm I'm good, and it's, it gets kind of toxic because like they like sort of brag about like being good at video games, and like that's like all they care about. When I sort of, like, I lean towards the video game crowd where it's, like, I just think this game is really fun, and I like the, uh, what the game offers to me, and I I really, like, I care about the game, and I care about, like, where it goes, and, like, the people that play it, as opposed to just, like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm good at the game, and, like, that this is all I talk about in, like, a toxic sense, where, like, I, I only make jokes about the game, and I'm, like, obsessed with it, like, I don't really have anything else to offer, I think that's kind of annoying, but with, like, there's a bunch of like well-rounded people like Elon, even Elon Musk plays Overwatch. He Elon said, Musk, my man. Yeah, like I love Elon Musk and like he's the sort of person I'd probably align with in video games. It's like even though like he might suck, like I don't really care because I think it's awesome if you're having fun with the game. Yeah, so you wouldn't say that you're a person. So even though you love video games, it's not really something that like defines you, would you say? No, I don't think it defines me as, at all. I think it's more just like a hobby like I, it's like a side thing about me it's like if you met me like you wouldn't immediately know like oh you play games it's like sort of something that will come up eventually sooner or later that yeah. like oh you play games cool one thing i wanted to talk about um i i briefly talked about this on another episode was uh anime i mean i know that you're a person who's really into it 
I mean, I like anime myself. Um, what about it do you like? Um, I don't know. I've been kind of into it since I was younger because I didn't know what anime was when I started watching it. I started with Naruto. That was my introduction because it was on Cartoon Network for a long time. Yeah, I remember that. And I was, that was a long time ago. That was probably in like kindergarten first grade i was watching naruto that's when i got into it and like yeah that's like that was a huge part of my life naruto because that was like what i watched growing up like a lot of people i know they watch like avatar the last airbender and like and like spongebob i still watch spongebob and stuff but like naruto was my cartoon growing up so that kind of i think that's what made me so drawn to anime and i mainly like uh they're called shonen anime where it's uh it's like designed for teenagers and like uh, young boys where it's fighting. So a lot of it is fighting. Like think uh, the other ones would be like One Piece and like Dragon Ball along with Naruto. And like I really enjoy shows like that because I think like the action is really interesting. And the characters, although they can be simple sometimes, they're like also pretty complex and like fun to like uh, get to know throughout the series. And there's like a lot of them have really good world building that people kind of sleep on with the writing. Like one piece is a really good story it's been going on i think it's one it's like 900 something chapters right now for its manga which is like the comic book version of it so it's like the longest running uh manga i'm pretty sure at least for the genre so there's a lot of like content in it. and i think that's why i like it because there's always stuff happening and there's always stuff you can learn with like the characters and like the environments and stuff like that so yeah i think that's why i enjoy it so much yeah i mean I, I mean, it's something that, I mean, it's so unique. And I think a lot of the same stuff that you see in anime, like you see a lot in like, um, uh, at least in Shonen, you see a lot in like, you know, fantasy books, you know, the yeah, world building stuff and all this fighting. But I also really love um, in these shows, it's like, uh, like the messages you can take for it, like, you know, never give up, you know, and all that. Yeah, a lot of the messages are really simple. And they're like, don't give up, be a better friend, like, uh, a show I watched that isn't shonen is Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is my favorite show yeah. and also anime. It's I think it's phenomenal, and it's like the the message is really just love yourself because you don't have anything else guaranteed, and it's like that's pretty much what your goal should be from the get go. And it's it's really awesome just like living through the character in the show. There's so many good messages, and it's like some of these shows kind of like influence like who I am now, like. Neon Genesis Evangelion was pretty paramount in my development. Uh, Naruto was pretty big on my childhood. It just kind of like affected who I was because it was just like that was like like a lot of people watched like certain shows and certain movies. Like the what I watched, I watched like Austin Powers and Ace Ventura and Naruto when I was little. Like that was like my stuff. Like that's kind of like molded me to be who I am today. So yeah the messages are pretty impactful even though they're like simple a lot of the time i think that's what makes it so uh, appealing yeah i mean it's crazy like have you ever seen black clover yes i like black clover a lot actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like the whole idea of just you know you know having disadvantages and you know working through that and like you know still you know coming out on top like that's that completely resonated with me that's like yeah. awesome yeah just like mm -hmm. insane how like uh shows can do that and one thing I'm wondering is, like, do you ever feel like there's a sort of stigma there, you know, with, you know, talking about anime? Yeah, and, and rightfully so, I think, because I think a lot of people in the community, I'll be the first to say this, because I separate myself from certain portions of the anime community. I restrict myself to, like, more shounen anime and more, uh, like, highly rated stuff. Like, if it's not shounen, I watch shows like Berserk and, of course, uh, Evangelion. But 
like a lot of people like more like it's called fan service where it's very sexualized and it's not completely filled with content it's more it's basically just sex appeal and it's kind of like objectifying like cartoon women then there's like waifu culture and stuff like that which i frankly find like stupid and i think it's uh kind of gross to like it, it warps people's views on on women and the actual real world because the real world isn't like a high school and an anime and i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize maybe and, for you but what's it called it's just there's definitely a stigma against it but like i think people are starting to realize where it's like not all anime are weird and fan servicey like naruto is pretty normal and so is dragon ball like they would pass for american cartoons if you didn't know they were anime it's like people are starting to realize it's like these shows can be really good and not all of them are like hentai-ish and fan servicey and uh perverted they can be like normal and fun and i think it's uh it's pretty good because a lot of the perverted humor is a japanese thing because that's like the humor in their culture which isn't in america we're more like closeted with our perversion i think and it's not like uh televised as much so i think that's where most of the stigma comes from but people are i I try and tell people that's not what i'm into i'm not into that sort of stuff and uh most of them are pretty receptive actually because they try it out and they're like i actually really enjoy this because i'll recommend them shows that i think resonate well with an american audience and like what they would like and like people like i have friends that have been completely against anime and like all that sort of stuff but they're like i really enjoyed that show like genuinely it's now it's one of my favorite shows and they're separating it and that's like a good separation where it's not just anime it's just like shows and media in general now yeah that they lump it in with and i think that's good to overcome the stigmas and be careful like who you associate with with anime because some people are kind of uh toxic in that sort of uh sexual sense with the the medium but yeah i don't think i am so that's good yeah it does get kind of creepy at some points and honestly like i'm somebody who's like i i've been into it for like anime for like a long time but like i've and if somebody were to ask me, like, you know, I would always say, yeah, I watch anime, but it would, it would never be something that I would bring up with someone just because, you know, I would never want to get lumped in with that, you know, the super sexualized. Yeah, group. that's even the same with me. I don't, unless I'm asked, I don't really bring it up often unless, like, I'm recommending a show and I think someone would like it and I'm already, like, I've already, like, gotten to know them, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, have you seen one, one Punch Man? I haven't watched or read One Punch Man yet, no. I, I think I eventually will read it, but... I haven't gotten to it. I haven't watched anime in a while, actually. I've been reading manga more. Yeah. Uh, I read... Uh, I'm reading One Piece right now. I keep up with that. And then I read Tokyo Ghoul, which is really good. It's like a more... It's a tragic sort of shonen. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that was good. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just asking because, like, that's my go-to gateway drug for trying to introduce somebody to Yeah, anime. I know yeah. a lot of people love it. It's I hear it's pretty funny. And, like, uh, a lot of people that, like, wouldn't you wouldn't think would be into anime would uh, like it. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, one more thing is, uh, you know, just to wrap up, you know, this whole episode, what do you think people should know, you know, from, you know, from gaming to, you know, politics to all of this? What do you think people should take away from this episode, you know, from you? just like what you like and be who you are as cliche as that is just roll with what you're given and what like you inherently like don't try and conform to liking someone else because or not someone else but something else because your friends like it or you see people online like it just 
look at stuff for yourself, uh, try things out, find what you're into, and just run with it and be super into it and uh, just get into communities about it, be vocal about it, and pretty much just be who you are. Yeah, just be you. That's because that's pretty much uh, me. That's me in a nutshell. Just be you and embrace it. Yeah, and thank you so much for coming on, Edward. I, I love this episode. Yeah, no problem. Just a reminder that everything said on this podcast may or may not even be true. It could all be fake. It could all be satire. But what's important is that everything on here is more real than anything you'll see on TV or Netflix. I want to thank you guys so much for listening once again. And be sure to submit your own stories anonymously to camdenpodcastingclub at gmail.com where I will read them in bonus episodes. In addition, if you know anyone who would love to be on the podcast who has their own high school stories, again, email at the Camden Podcasting Club uh, email.